broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall. Thanks for joining us on the Midtown Business Radio show. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month, which means we have the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. Amy Selby with me in the studio. Hi, how are you? I'm pleased to have you here. And as you know, it's Thanksgiving week already. Yes, I can't Hard believe it. Hard to believe. A month has already gone by since you all were here with us last time. Have a couple of great guests with us in the studio from Cobb County. Want to introduce us? Yes, be happy to. We've got Gene Petriello with Six Flags Over Georgia and Six Flags Whitewater. He's the communication manager there. And Megan Stambaugh, she's Partner Services Director at Cobb Travel and Tourism. Thanks for joining us in the studio, everybody. I know that it's challenging to sometimes get down into our garage as we were discussing. <laughs> a little bit of an adventure there, but... Introduce us a little bit, uh, Gene, we'll start with you and talk about Six Flags Over Georgia and how you ended up becoming the the communications manager with that organization. Because from what I understand, you started out in the media a little bit and then you moved on over to where you are now. I did, yeah. Back in the day, I say in my previous life, I was a news reporter um, for several CBS and NBC news stations up and down the East Coast. Uh, most recently, I was in Richmond, Virginia. I also worked in Augusta here in Georgia and a couple other markets up and down the East Coast. Um, and I was a reporter and an anchor, and I really loved it being on camera. So now I'm not on camera here talking to you. So it's a little different for me to be here. But I just decided to make a life choice to become a public relations manager and switch my careers. It's kind of a natural transition for me. Pretty much every day I wrote a news story. So I just equated it to saying, hey, I'm writing a press release every day and putting a story out there, being concise and clear and using my communication background. So went into PR. I worked at another amusement park up in Virginia for two years. And then uh, Dale Ketzel and the marketing team here at Six Flags Over Georgia and Whitewater wooed me down south back to Atlanta <laughs> or Hotlanta. And uh, I've enjoyed it ever since. So I've been here doing it. And I love doing stuff like this. You know, you get a little bit of an itch when you're a reporter. You still want to be on TV and you still want to do those interviews. So I get that aspect, but uh, get to do stuff like this as well. Well, I know that when I was growing up, Six Flags over Mid-America was my Six Flags. I was in Missouri, so we would truck up to St. Louis to go to the park. And man, every chance we got, we were wanting to go. And of course, Whitewater was another one that we were all about. My daughter, 13 years old now, same thing. She's already been bugging me to get back <laughs> to the park. Talk about the, the history of the park we have here. Yeah, so this Six Flags Over Georgia is actually going to be celebrating its 50th anniversary in 2017, which is quite amazing that Six Flags has been in the, the market for so long and we've been supported so well by so many people that are not only just from Cobb County, the Atlanta metro area, but from our surrounding states and, and counties as well. So we're really honored to be able to participate and be part of the 50th anniversary in 2017. But the park's been in existence since June 16th, 1967. Uh, in its original location. Several rides have come and gone, but some have been there for quite a while. The Dahlonega Mine Train is one of the first rides at the park. The Carousel, the Riverview Carousel, it's historic. That came in the early 1970s. Everybody will remember and probably still rides the Great American Scream Machine. At the time when that was built, I believe in 1973, that was the tallest, longest, and fastest wooden roller coaster in the entire world. And that's kind of a tradition that the park has continued to do and carry on with is putting in world-class rides, world-class roller coasters and attractions that are second to none. This year, we put in uh, several two new kids areas, the world's first DC Super Friends and a Boomtown, Bugs Bunny Boomtown area. We've also put in a world-class water park, the biggest expansion ever in 2014. Coming next year for our 50th, though, we have uh, the first ride of its kind in the southeast outside of Florida. 
we all know Florida is not the Southeast anyway, so right. we don't even consider that part of the Southeast. That's Florida's on its own thing. But aside from that, aside from Florida, we're putting in um, Justice League Battle for Metropolis 4D, which is an interactive action thrill ride where you're actually indoors. You'll get to stay cool during the summer and and get to battle alongside with Batman, Superman, and the other superheroes against the Joker and other super villains of the DC comic brand. That's coming for our 50th, and uh, we're going to celebrate next year the history of the park, but also look forward to what we're going to do for the next 50 and beyond years here in the Atlanta metro area. So you'll be doing a few extra events throughout the year around that 50th anniversary? We will. Uh, when we open the park in March, we're going to have a special event that day for the park opening for the first day of the 50th anniversary. And then in June, on June 16th, 2017, the exact 50th day from the opening day of the park, we're going to have a big birthday party at the park. We're working on special um, events, bringing back some ex old and previous employees of the park um, to have them back to celebrate the past again, but look forward to the future because everyone knows what we've done previously, but what we're about to do over the next five, 10 years is really going to blow the minds of a lot of people. And it's going to be a huge impact on tourism here in the county. I'm sure the technology that they have available now for the different rides that they offer really makes some crazy things possible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The ride that we're putting in next year, the Justice League 4D, Battle, uh, Battle for Metropolis 4D, really is a state-of-the-art ride. It went into two of our other Six Flags parks across the country two years ago. We put it in a few more parks this year. But every year that we put this ride in at a different park, it becomes the next state-of-the-art version. So we're getting version three of this ride. It's going to be the most up-to-date, most interactive, most virtual that you've ever had. And then, of course, next year, the next Six Flags Park that does it in 2018 will have the next version of it. The, our guests tell us you know, what they want to see and the type of different rides they, they like. And they keep coming back to the park because we listen to what they tell us. When it comes to the events that you do throughout the course of the year around different holidays or different uh, seasonal events, I know that those are very popular, including holiday in the park. You want to talk about what's coming up for the holidays now that we're already here? Now that we're here, we're actually open all this entire week except for Thanksgiving Day to start out with our third annual Holiday in the Park celebration. It started back in 2014, and it is just turns our park, which has amazing rides, amazing roller coasters, and amazing scenery into a winter wonderland. There's more than 1 million LED lights. We have this year 15 themed sections of the park, including our two new kids areas, which are lit up in the colors of blue, red, and white, um, and green lights, and just a beautiful atmosphere. You know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I, I really enjoy seeing all the guests scream during the summer and the spring and summer, and then really scream when we scare the bejeebies out of them during Fright Fest. But to see the families come together for Holiday in the Park, it's like the ultimate topping to a season that we've had. You know, families come to the park, they take pictures, they become their Christmas memories, they become their Christmas cards, and be able to see, you know, I brought my family to the park last year, and they were amazed to see what the park is able to do. And I think that's what our guests say. They are amazed to see what we're able to do to turn this world-class park with great rides and great attractions into something that is a Christmas wonderland. And that's what we absolutely love. So we're looking forward to it this year. We have more things than ever. It's it's going to be open for 32 days between now and January 4th of 2017 on select days. 15 themed areas, 29 rides, which includes nine of our world-class roller coasters, and just the lights in and of itself. As soon as you walk into the park, you walk underneath 165,000 lights when you feel like you're walking into Macy's with a huge light canopy and then a 25-foot Christmas tree right in front of you. You know right away 
that you're in a special place. And that's what it's all about. When it comes to the the holiday event, are, the, are you able to actually go on the rides at that point in time too? You are. We have 29 rides. We don't open the entire park okay. because of course, some rides are a little more temperamental, I would say, okay. than other rides in the cold sure. weather. And, and believe it or not, it does get chilly here in Atlanta in December. Um, so we have to make some adjustments to our rides to make sure that they are ready and operational because they're used to running in 90 degree weather during the summer. So we make a few adjustments to our rides to make sure that they're mechanically able to operate in the colder weather. And that's why not every single ride is open. We also have to do some maintenance on some rides, but we have a huge ride package that's open. 29 of our 45 or so rides are open. And and really, the ones that are only closed are, are the ones in the water. And, and I don't want to go in the water at this time of year. So I don't think anybody else does <laughs> either. Right. My family has really enjoyed Holiday in the Park since it launched in 2014. Um, you Like Jean was saying, you walk into the park and you're kind of under this canopy of lights. And as you stroll through the different areas, um, there's even smells. And I, I think um, like around the Crystal Pistol, it's peach. It is, yep. And you smell peach as you're walking through oh, cool. that area. And it's one of my favorite parts is to walk through there and have all your senses captivated by the experience. And um, for us, we love the Polar Express, the the Santa train ride. Mm-hmm. Delonica Mine Train is also a family favorite. And um, just the little stations where you can warm your hands by a little uh, fire pit, take a picture with Santa. There's just lots of cool moments you can have with your family at that event and the carousel is another favorite one so i'm gonna have to go for the holiday time yeah it's great i'm always fascinated because i I was just there for the how the scary fright fest Fest, and you see the park has transformed into this horror show and you're terrified at every corner and then you come back one, one month later and it's transformed and it's the North Pole and it's amazing. Yeah, you know, the, maz- the amazing part too is we're there working all the time. So we get to see the transformation of the park completely. But if you actually go in August, a little secret that people don't know is if you go in August, we're actually wrapping the trees with lights outside of the Raven Gap train station, which becomes the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also wrapping lights by the Georgia Scorcher and in the USA section with red and white lights. So as you're riding the rides when it's 120 degrees outside, <laughs> awesome. you're able to actually see the transformation of Holiday in the Park. And it starts at that point. And then during Fright Fest, which is even creepier, I think, is that, <laughs> you know, we have all these monsters there Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. But Monday through Thursday, we have these workers that are out there in the middle of, you know, dead bodies parts all over the place, you know, to scare you out for Fright Fest, but we're still putting up Christmas lights. So it, it really is amazing to watch a transformation. Um, and to your point, like we appreciate people who really enjoy coming to the park because this is a special time for us. I can tell you that everybody loves every season. They'll tell you we love every season of Six Flags, but for many of the employees, this is our favorite time of year. Well, like me, when I was talking about how when I was younger, we were traveling from South Central Missouri to St. Louis. That was for us like a three, three and a half hour drive. I'm sure that this park here is is no different, that folks are coming from a good bit uh, away to travel and, and be here. Talk a little bit about the impact that that has on our economy here in Cobb County and, and what that means for businesses around. Because I know that there's some opportunities uh, for businesses in the community to partner with the park to be able to provide access to their employees. For example, I, I've gotten to be there at the park for a, a corporate night, for 
example, but talk a little bit about the economic impact and opportunities for business. Yeah, we have had a huge economic impact on tourism here in Cobb County. To your point, we don't just have guests that come to the park from Cobb County or Metro Atlanta or surrounding counties, but they come from our what we call feeder markets, which are so important to us because we bring them into the county. They come to Six Flags Over Georgia or Whitewater up in Marietta, visit us, but then they're staying in the county. They're generating money for the hotels, for the restaurants, for the other businesses, and then they're going to another attraction. We say this all the time at Six Flags Over Georgia and Whitewater. You know, we may be the biggest attraction here in the state of Georgia in terms of tourism dollars coming into the state, but we're one piece of the puzzle. There are so many things to do. We have so many great tourism partners, county chambers, tourism boards that we're all partnering with to make sure that they come. these guests come to the county from Birmingham, Alabama, Macon, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Northern Tennessee, Augusta, Georgia. They all funnel into here, into the Atlanta and Cobb County area. And it's so important that we realize and we know that we're one piece of the puzzle. We may get them here, but we want them to stay, spend money, not only for us at our park, but also in the county, and then go to another tourist attraction and spend money there because we all benefit in the long run. Stay one more night. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Come on, please. Talk a little bit about those corporate relationships where businesses can utilize the park uh, to make it available for their employees. I know that when we had access through Turner, I mean, it was on that corporate night. I mean, there were plenty of people there, but it was nowhere near a normal day, if you will, at the park. So being able to go on the ride just over and over, which we did, um, was great. So that's a really nice uh, benefit that companies could potentially offer if they know about it. Absolutely. We have a group sales team led by our group sales manager, and that team is so committed to bringing big businesses and big corporations and companies into Cobb County, the Atlanta metro area, to come visit Six Flags and visit our county and beautiful area. So we have a very dedicated team that works on having special events all year round. So you can have your You can have your uh, business luncheon. You can have your company outing for the year. You can have so many different events that we can actually cater to exactly what you want, whether that be just a discounted admission ticket to the park, whether that be an admission to the park at a discounted rate, plus having an all-you-can-eat buffet for your entire group, whether that be just coming to the park for holiday in the park and having your holiday family event or a Christmas party at the park. We can cater and and um, figure out exactly what your needs are for every single event. And you're referencing corporate night, which is what we have. We also have these other events called buyout nights, where certain companies will actually buy out the park where only their company is able to actually enjoy the day at the park, a real big employee appreciation day. Uh, Georgia Tech does it for their students. UGA does it. They bust their students down um, in the spring. We have corporate night where we partner with corporations like Turner and other companies uh, to have a night where all different corporations come together in one event. But you're right. There's maybe, you know, a couple thousand people there on those days versus, you know, those big days during the summer. So you get to basically walk up onto rides. And that's the best part about those special event nights and uh, these buyout nights that we have. And they're so critical to the business that we have at Six Flags, both at Whitewater and at Six Flags over Georgia. Now, I know that periodically the park will do certain specials where uh, if you bring it varies in terms of items. If you bring this, you can get discounted tickets. Do they have any things like that? That, that are planned coming up that people need to maybe know about? Well, I would definitely pay attention to that 2017 uh, special events that are coming up for our 50th. We'll have a lot of different events for that. But, you know, the best part about it is um, everybody pretty much now has a season pass to Six Flags Over mm-hmm. Georgia because you get to go to Six Flags Over Georgia and you get to go to Six Flags Whitewater also 
all year round. So that's really the best deal, and it's cheaper than a one-day admission pass. So if you're looking for the best deal to come as many times as you want during the spring, summer, fall, and winter, and cool off in the summer at Whitewater or Hurricane Harbor at Six Flags Over Georgia, it's the season pass. But then throughout the year, our group sales team for these corporate events has special deals and offers for many of their employees and companies they work for and different groups that come out to the park. And then in terms of the promotional side, you know, we're on Coke cans. We uh, Coca-Cola is right. a huge, huge sponsor for us and partner with us at all of our Six Flags parks. But obviously with Coke being right here in Atlanta, uh, we feel like they're right in our backyard and we're huge partners with them, uh, with Coca-Cola. And then we also partner with other groups to have uh, special charity events. For example, we partner um, in the public relations department, which I'm in charge of, with Children's Health Care of Atlanta. And we raise for Children's Health Care of Atlanta through a Coasterthon event every year. Last year, we raised a record amount. Riders came to ride Goliath for six hours. Oh, my gosh. And they were, it's unbelievable. I can't even ride it more than once, but they ride it for six <laughs> straight hours. And they actually raised $25,000, $26,000. And last year, they raised $13,000. So they almost wow. doubled it this year. So it's those community partners. And, and tied to that, we do a ticket. So if you bought the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta ticket during a certain time period leading up to the Coasterthon event, it was a cheaper ticket. And we actually donated $3 back of that ticket to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. So we have all different types of events and promotions going on. Um, but again, season passes are definitely the way to go if you want to visit more than once because one visit actually pays for the whole season. Wow. Yeah, it all only makes sense, especially if you intend on going more than once during the course of the year. It's right here. It's super easy to get to. It's right off the highway. It's, uh, it's right around the corner from me. I'm in Mableton. So we just, uh, I, I get bugged about going to Six Flags on a regular basis from my kiddo. And I, you, you mentioned partnerships in, in working with the, the various municipalities and county governments around the area. That uh, would be a great time to talk a little bit about Cobb Travel and Tourism. Megan, talk about how you ended up doing this work here with uh, the Cobb Travel and Tourism? I personally came to Cobb Travel and Tourism via the Cobb Chamber and um, had the, the Cobb background. And uh, I came in right after we introduced our new brand and logo and feel and vibe. And uh, that was five years ago and almost exactly five years ago. And so we've, we've done a lot since then. We've really built our brand and um, you'll see it. We are Atlanta's sweet spot and we are, um, <laughs> we like to, we're the only actually organization in the county that's positioned to market all of Cobb's assets as a 365 day destination. And, you know, we work daily to bring visitors to our community. And just like I said, we get them to stay one more night. That's our big push. So how are you, how are, do you interface with your target audience to, to introduce them to all the the business opportunities, the things like Six Flags, the amenities in the in the county. How do you go about doing that? Absolutely, we've done. Um, we have several printed uh, visitor guides and rat cards that we have all around at all the hotels and at the chamber and at Six Flags and and several of our partners. But a lot of what we do is on our website and through our social media accounts. And our website is travelcob.org. And our you can find us on Twitter at travelcob and on Facebook we're Cobb Travel and Tourism. And um, we have an Instagram account. And so we have a lot of fun with our social media. It's a great way to reach out. We've got on our website, um, it's a, a pretty new feature. It's our lens, which allows us, we have a geonet all over Cobb County. And anytime somebody posts a picture on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, 
we actually get to see a lot of those pictures if their pictures are made public and we get to capture the really good ones and put them up on our website. And so if you go to our website and click on Atlanta Sweet Spot, you get to see all these great pictures, which is a great tool for us to be able to showcase Cobb through the eyes of the visitor and the resident. And they get to see Cobb in a way that our, if we sent a photographer out, he would not be able to capture that. Yeah. And we don't get to capture that in our office because it's the people that are on you can't take pictures on the roller coasters at Six Flags. We but. see a few of those. <laughs> Some selfies but you know, I have to be honest occur. with you. Those pictures, though, are the best are the pictures. Best they really are. <laughs> They're not allowed, but they are the best ones. <laughs> but, uh, but as somebody is playing around at Six Flags or at Whitewater, or if they're up on Kennesaw Mountain, or if they're at a great restaurant, you know, Cobb's got some really great dining options, some really unique chef to, uh, farm-to-table, chef-driven restaurants. And as they're sitting down to their meal and they snap a picture of their food, I mean, that's that's what tourism is. And it's that that experience. And so it's a great way to get to capture a lot of that and see a lot of that through the visitor's eyes. I'm, I'm intrigued by this technology. I know that Google has some really amazing photographic analysis capabilities where they can recognize faces and even situations. You post a picture of food, it knows it's food, it, all of those types of things. It's pretty impressive. That creepy. This is really kind of, <laughs> it, it is kind of crazy, but it sounds similar to what you're talking about here with the, you say the application is lens? It, yes. And so now what, is it tied to tags? Do I need to be, for, for example, I'm very well known for posting photos when I'm out on the Silver Comet Trail. I love mm -hmm. the Silver Comet Trail. It's one of my favorite places. Do If I tag it, I mean, are there certain things that I could do? Because I think as more people know that some of their photos might get picked up and actually used to promote their community. I'm sure a lot of people would be happy to contribute to that. Are there tags that you would like for people to maybe throw in on their photography if if that would help you capture more of those? Absolutely. You can either tag us directly in the picture at Travel Cobb, or you can hashtag Atlanta Sweet Spot. Okay. Which are good ways to, um, but even if you don't do either one of those things, there is technology way more, uh, <laughs> way, way above my understanding, but there is a GeoNet from what I understand um, that is, Anything that is taken in Cobb County that it, we have kind of outlined the community and picked some hot spots and any pictures that come in, if your account is public, uh, we can see those. I guess that's because you're you're geotagging without even realizing you're geotagging your photo and the metadata behind the photography. And I guess that once it gets onto the internet, maybe it's able to scope it out. But that's really, really cool. Or, and you're actually able to communicate back with those people, right? We that's do. the best if part. We, if we pick their picture, um, if you take a great picture in the Silver Comet Trail, we can comment back on your picture and let you know that we're going to post it. Wow. And um, it, it opens up some dialogue and some communication and maybe introduces somebody new to what we are, who we are and what we do. And, you know, it's it drives traffic to our website, which is great for our partners and our advertisers. And um, so it's, a, it's kind of a win-win. It's great. Well, talk about that part of that. You mentioned the corporate partners. When it comes to the the Cobb Travel and Tourism uh, Department, is it a, do I need to be a member to support it? I mean, how does it flow? Is it a, is it a Cobb, Cobb County function, I guess, that's trying to build the economy through tourism to Cobb County. But I mean, do I need to be a member to be able to participate in certain things or have my business talked about or recommended by your agency? Yes. For um, for the most part, we have a partnership program um, that I, I run and it's 
we allow, you know, it, there's different levels as with the chamber. It's very similar in structure because that's my background. So it works really well, but it's mostly hospitality. It's restaurants and hotels and attractions and um, transportation companies and anybody that's trying to reach the, the visitor um, that wants to be that first, that first look. When a visitor is looking at our website, that that company that's our partner wants to be somebody that comes up as they're looking at maybe planning their trip here or um, if they're a meeting planner or if they're a um, just a family trying to come here and, you know, they've got a, a tournament that their kids are playing in or if they've got, you know, they're coming to to check out some of the great history in the, in the county and they want to just make a weekend of it. And so that's kind of who our partners typically are. Um, and then we will list our friends as well, um, just at the at the most basic level, just to show people what we have here, you know, because we're nothing if we don't have our partners with us. And so it has to be the hotels and it has to be the restaurants. It has to be everybody listed so we can really showcase what we have. We've been talking with Megan Stambaugh from Cobb Travel and Tourism, learning about some of the ways that they interact and drive the travel and tourism economy for Cobb County. And Talk about some of the bigger players that that are drawing people in. Obviously, we've got one here with us in the studio in Six Flags and Whitewater. For example, when I was hosting Derek Easterling last week, we talked about the fact that Kennesaw, for example, has one of the greatest densities, I guess, of, of, of national historic sites uh, mm-hmm. for people to come and visit. Talk about some of the other things that are worth coming to see in Cobb County. Absolutely. Well, um, I will say that tourism as a whole is the largest economic driver in Cobb County. We're at $2.75 billion in economic impact every year. So it supports more than 32,000 jobs in the county. And um, statewide, it tourism generates more than $3 billion last year in revenue. And um, and each household actually spends $850 less in taxes because of travel and tourism. So definitely wanted to point that out. Um, but our big players, you know, there are many exciting new growth engines that are coming to Cobb in the next three to five years. A significant driver is going to be the three major league teams that now call Cobb home. Um, you may have heard about some of these, but Major League Soccer <laughs> Major League Soccer has Atlanta United. Uh, major League Lacrosse has Atlanta Blaze that's going to be playing up at Kennesaw State's uh, Fifth Third Bank Stadium, and then Major League Baseball, obviously, and the Atlanta right. Braves and SunTrust Park that's being built right there. Um, some other drivers of tourism in Cobb would be the Battery Atlanta, Kennesaw State University football expansions, like Gene mentioned, at Six Flags Over Georgia and Six Flags Whitewater. And there's new developments in all six cities. As you said, you talked to Mayor Easterling. Uh, Kennesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park is the most visited Civil War site in the country. Really? It is. I had no idea. If you've been out there on a Saturday morning, you oh, believe yeah. me. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's some great history. And um, and Kennesaw's just so, Kennesaw and Marietta really are so rich in that Civil War history. And there's there's the cemeteries and there's the, in, you know, the Marietta Square, you've got the museums and you've got um, just so many, there's down even down in Smyrna, there's the Chapades and there's all these different things that, um, that you really don't see anywhere else in a community like Cobb that's just got, you know, the, the great story of the, the train and the general and, you know, so visiting. Saw the movie. Yeah, good, good. So, <laughs> I haven't been to visit the train yet. You know, I've been here in the area for 10 years and I'm a big Civil War fan. I can't believe I've not made it to the museum yet. You need to go to the Civil War, the Southern Museum, Southern museum of Civil War and Locomotive History. In I'm Kennesaw. a big fan of the sites, you know, going to the battlefields. I really enjoy doing that. And I'm, I frequent Kennesaw Mountain for sure. When it comes to describing the visitor experience in Cobb County, 
What do you say? The visitor experience, you know, we we have a little bit of everything. And I think that's one of the things that really sells Cobb. Whether you're, whatever you're coming here for, you can find, if you're bringing the family, you can find something for everybody to do. If you want to go, um, you know, if you want to eat, we have great restaurants. I agree. If you want to play, we have great attractions. If you want to hike, you know, you mentioned the Silver Comet Trail. We've mentioned Kennesaw Mountain. We, um, you know, the museums, like I said, very rich in history. Um, there's just, you know, Kennesaw State University is almost a, a destination and an attraction in itself. They're um, doing some really cool things there, actually. They really are. And so, you know, I feel like um, people are coming here now for college visits or they're coming here to to play in a baseball tournament and they visit Kennesaw State on the way home. And so it's it's an opportunity that we're really getting to touch a lot of people that maybe want to come back here and, and live and go to college and, and work. I mean, there's so many jobs. There's just in the Cumberland area alone, I think it's 5% of the Georgia's economy is right there in the Cumberland area. So, I mean, we really, whether it's corporate, whether it's conventions at the Cobb Galleria Center, Mm -hmm. if you want to see a show at the Cobb Energy Center, um, we really do have something for everybody. You know, it's funny, whenever I moved to Atlanta, gosh, 14 years ago now, uh, I lived in Midtown. Doing so, I learned from other people that lived here about the whole inside the perimeter, the ITP, OTP (laughs) kind of thing, you know, and that that whole kind of snobbery. And, and I remember buying a car out in um, Lithia Springs and driving back in um, on what is Veterans Memorial. And, and at the time for being in town, I, I'm like, my gosh, how far out am I now living out there? I'm realizing, wow, actually, that's one of the more consistent rides you can probably find in town <laughs> when you have to drive in and out of town. And and uh, I, it was funny. I, I loved to ride my bike, but at the time, I perceived the Silver Comet to be so far away uh, from in town. And I would, I would challenge my, my listeners who are inside the perimeter to take a serious look at some of the things around Cobb County because it's a much easier ride than you think, and it's only minutes. It's yeah. really flat. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of people who are coming to Cobb who may not even realize, especially in Cumberland, that they're there. They're on the Chattahoochee, and they're tubing, um, they're kayaking, and then we have a ton of folks who go up to Ackworth to paddleboard or kayak on um, Lake Alatoona and Lake Ackworth, and they have four beaches, I think, up there. They do. I recently actually heard about a meetup group and it's people from as far out as like Conyers and Stone Mountain and Lithonia that are coming to, to Lake Ackworth to go paddleboarding. Paddleboarding is apparently the new trendy hot thing. I see lots of people doing it. Yeah. And you know, I, I hear this many times. And I'm sure you guys hear this too. They're like, Oh my God, Six Flags is 10 miles outside the city of Atlanta. I can't venture outside the yes. perimeter. Give me a break. Like we're so close. We're right there. And, and that's the best part about it. I think, you know, I live inside the perimeter. We're inside the perimeter right now. And I was actually telling my sister who's here this week, I was saying, it's really funny because there's this big status thing of your ITP or OTP yes. and, and all that. But, you know, Six Flags Over Georgia is OTP. And uh, we're <laughs> one of the biggest drivers of tourism. There's so many other as Kennesaw State. I was actually up there earlier this year and I was so impressed to see all the work that has been done. That football stadium, where the lacrosse team, I believe, plays and mm-hmm. is going to continue to play, is one of the nicest it Division is. Two football stadiums that I've ever seen. And I'm a big sports guy. And mm-hmm. that is an amazing facility. Their scoreboard alone yeah. is nicer than many Division One schools. So it's amazing to see the amount of work and, and, and um, money they're putting into that to become a tourist destination. And I'm telling you, 
the sign alone on Interstate 75 when I go up to Chattanooga to do interviews is enough to draw me in. It's got to draw people in to see mm-hmm. Kennesaw State. I love how they incorporated the logo into the bridge. Yes. <laughs> I think that's I really cool. I think a Kennesaw cool. State student designed yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great idea. It looks fantastic. And if you live around here, obviously, then you you clearly know what they're talking about. Of course, Life University's got brand new fields and, and a powerhouse rugby yes. uh, team there. And I guess, I think maybe a pro team was working with them Maybe the soccer team, I think, was going to use their fields or something while they got things started. But when it comes to doing things in Cobb County, Marietta, Kennesaw, out in Six Flags, it's don't let the distance, as you were saying, Gene, fool you into thinking. Because when you live in town, having done so all (laughs) for over a decade, um, driving around the city of Atlanta, it's easy to think when you're dealing with the in-town traffic Four miles, three miles is it can be a, a tedious trip. So yeah. thinking, oh my gosh, it's eight or ten miles. Ha oh, ha! I can't go that far. It's supremely easy to get to most areas in Cobb County, even on the secondary roads. So I highly challenge everybody to make their way out there. Yeah, and one thing that Megan and her team have done really well is bringing in those sports teams for to to use these facilities outside of the athletes at Kennesaw State and other schools in the area. Um, which really benefits us at Six Flags because we're seeing a lot of lacrosse tournaments and baseball tournaments and soccer tournaments and having these big major league teams like the Braves. I mean, gosh, everybody knows the Atlanta Braves. Even if you're OTP, you know about the Atlanta Braves. But that is uh, that that to have those come to Cobb County not only benefits us at Six Flags, the tourism boards, the chamber boards. It, it benefits everybody as a whole because there's so much money coming into this county now that is going to be an economic benefit for those who don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Talk you, about Jay. some of the things that are coming up next year, because I know we've got the the road projects are underway to try to ease the traffic a little bit. And then, of course, obviously, the uh, Brave Stadium is going to be uh, coming into play next year. But are there some other things on the calendar looking forward that people should know about happening in Cobb County? Well, um, you know, going back to the the sports that Jean was just talking about. And yes, there are some traffic. Um, if you've been driving through Cobb lately, there's a lot of construction. Um, the Cobb DOT, the Georgia DOT have all done a really good job. All of the CIDs, the Cumberland CID, Town Center CID, and the Gateway Marietta CID have all done really great jobs working together to make sure that the roads are in place and ready for all of these people that are getting ready to be infiltrating Cobb County. Um, But to kind of piggyback on what Jean was just saying about the sports is Cobb County really has become a sports power alley. That's that's our new key term. And we we have those Cobb Sports Alliance and the partnerships that have been working so hard to bring national and international sporting events. And it's perfect game. And the Korean Paralympic training team came and trained in Cobb County and then went on to the Paralympics. Um, The Offense Defense All-American Bowl is a football tournament that's going to run from Christmas Day to New Year's Day, which is a great piece of business for our hotels and our restaurants that are typically pretty down in that part of the the year. And then, you know, you've got Triple Crown, U.S. Club Nationals that have come to our community. And we've actively been pursuing these youth and adult sporting events. We go to trade shows and there's strategic alliances. And, you know, by maximizing the usage of these local sports facilities, like Gene was talking about, 
that Cobb Sports Alliance has really seen a huge increase in economic activity of tourism from this important segment in our community. Um, and just since 2014, we've already calculated that there's been more uh, more than $440 million in economic activity in Cobb, and we're, we're still counting. So as the roads continue to develop and as the hotels are continuing to be, be built and they've, they've all been renovated, and it's just, you know, Cobb is really ready for this next step that we're about to take. Yes. Are there additional types of partnerships or collaborations that the Cobb Tourism and Travel is looking for, whatever they may be? I don't I mean, there may not be, but um, if there are, we'd be certainly happy to talk about it. Absolutely. We, you know, we are a very uh, flexible organization and there's a lot that we are able to do because of our partnerships. Um, We're always looking for new partnerships and new ways to work with people. We work with everybody a little bit differently because it just makes sense for to work with some people in one way. And, and, you know, hotels are a little bit different. They need different things from us than a restaurant. And there's corporations, you know, large corporate partners that we have that need different things from us than our hospitality partners. Um, We are part partners with all of the community improvement districts that I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of county partnerships that we have. And um, we, we can kind of think of ourselves as a catalyst within the community. We, we're a connector and we try to partner when we see a, a partnership that makes a lot of sense. We try to put those people together. I had Mark Vaughn from the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau in recently, and they talked about the fact that they travel the country. I don't remember how many days a year, but it's it was a uh, probably a third or more of the of the year they have somebody out interfacing through different shows and, and events around the the country do the the, the centers such as yours at at Cobb travel do you also do that sort of thing where you're actually going out beyond where we are here to say, hey, we're here, come check us out. Absolutely. We have a wonderful sales team of three. Um, we've got somebody that focuses on that Smurf market, which is um, the leisure traveler. Um, the smaller groups, corporations, associations, um, military reunions, a lot of family reunions in Cobb. Then we've got somebody that focuses solely on the convention business and works mostly with the larger groups at the Cobb Galleria Center. And then we've got somebody that only does sports. And so um, we're stretched really thin and they do a lot with, uh, with very little, but um, we continue to be recognized as that preferred destination among planners um, of conventions and trade shows and sports and special events, as well as leisure travelers just coming through. And so by getting to know each of these groups individually, our sales team able, is able to connect the visitors with the right hotels and the venues and the facilities. And actually, just over the last five years, our sales team, um, like I said, it's only three really dynamic individuals, but they generated an economic impact of more than $715 million. They've secured Cool. 974 meetings and booked more than 674,000 room nights. So um, we've experienced a 67% year-end occupancy, according to the Smith Travel Research, which is kind of the, the standard in the hotel industry. And that's actually the highest ever recorded for Cobb County and 2016's tracking even better. Yeah, so I know that everybody superstars. thinks of Georgia World Congress Center, and there's a good reason for sure. It's a fantastic facility, but Cobb Galleria area. There's a number of event spaces around there and and uh, been to some of those and great facilities and super easy to get into and out of. Absolutely. The Cobb Galleria Center is really unique. Right now, they are the only uh, conference center in Metro Atlanta that has a hotel attached to it. You can get there 
from the hotel to the convention center without going outside. So um, right now we can say we're the only ones. Right now we can say we have free parking. Um, and the <laughs> Cobb Gallery Center is really unique in their size because, um, yes, we can't hold a convention that might go to the World Congress Center because it has it's so big, but a smaller convention might be looking for that that more personalized space, and um, you know they've they've actually expanded. They've got some groups that um, that were big when they started, but they've grown. And so the Cobb Gallery Center's done a great job working with them and finding them additional space, whether it's in the Gallery Mall or with the Renaissance Waverly Hotel. And so a um, lot of opportunity there and a lot of growth coming. Uh, I, I always marvel at how fast the time goes by, but you get to chatting with folks and it really does. Before we let you all get back, do you have a final thought or two that you want to make sure folks know about with regards to travel and tourism around Cobb County? Um, you know, I just wanted to point out, I, we didn't really talk much about food, which, but that might take a whole nother show. So I'll have to come back and talk more about the food. And make us Cobb. very hungry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but definitely, you know, especially as we were talking about OTP, ITP, um, I know a, a big myth is that you have to go ITP to get some good food and mm-hmm. not anymore, you know, Cobb, the Food Network has become a regular guest yep. in Cobb and we've really exploded on the dining scene. A lot of chef-driven restaurants, lots more to come. Um, I know if you've seen the list, the Battery has announced several restaurants uh, in the area that that you won't see anything like that anywhere else in Metro Atlanta. But you know, there's a lot of old favorites that certainly can't be forgotten. You know, there's Henry's Louisiana Grill up in Ackworth. There's Seed Kitchen and Bar in East Cobb. There's Muss and Turner's in Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Canoe is actually in Cobb mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got local favorites like the Marietta Diner and so many good restaurants in the square. And um, so a lot of good things there. But like I said, I will... I, better stop. We're going to talk about food. Atlanta, uh, lots of people, at least around the circle that I know, are big fans of sushi. Mm-hmm. Maru sushi we have right there. It's yeah. fantastic. And uh, Tokyo around the corner. There's, a, there's some really nice restaurants that you don't have to find in town. Forget first time we went to Maru, we walked in, had, had dinner, thought it was fantastic. Uh, easily equaled anything we had had in the city. And the coolest thing was it was about a month or a little longer before we got back. And when we walked in, uh, they remembered our name. They remembered that we liked spicy food, so they gave us some extra sp- I mean, <laughs> they, they talked to us over the course of dinner one time, and then all, four or five weeks later, they remember us, and, and it's continued on from there. We recommend that all the time. And we run into that kind of service around uh, the restaurants that we've been patronizing for a long time in the Cobb County area. So I agree with you that for a relatively short ride, it's absolutely worth it. And, Great, yeah. and parking doesn't cost you another meal <laughs> That's uh, true, to, yeah. to go and have your dinner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, what are the websites that you would recommend folks get to see? Absolutely. Um, so anytime, go check out travelcop.org. Um, that's got our calendar of events. That's got anything that we've got going on is coming up. Um, and then also holidaysincob.com. And by following hashtag holidaysincob, you will see all of the happenings around Cobb for the holidays. There's um, going to be lots of Santa sightings, a lot of places to have hot chocolate, um, a lot of places to make your Christmas cards. And so um, definitely go check that out. I think Jean can probably tell you of some great <laughs> photo ops uh, coming up soon around some lights. Uh, there's the Lights of Life at Life University. 
there's the Shop Artisan Festival at the Cobb Galleria Center from December 9th through 11th. Um, Winter Wonderland on the Marietta Square. They have ice skating on the Marietta Square um, that starts November 18th and will run through late February this year. And um, so, so many things going on. Um, Marietta has a big New Year's Eve party. But just go to our website, follow Holidays in Cobb, follow us on social media. How about you, Jean? Yeah, we're, we're gearing up and we are wide open right now for a holiday in the park. So go to our website, sixflags.com slash over Georgia. That's where you can get all your tickets. But you know, holiday in the park, as I said earlier, one of our most favorite times of the year. You're right. Lots of photo opportunities. <laughs> That's a big part about holidays in the park, uh, holiday in the park rather, is to be able to get the photo with your family. So we have holiday in the park right now. It's open select days. Um, it'll be open the entire this week of Thanksgiving, except for Thanksgiving day. Then we're going to operate a uh, for the first two weekends in December on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So come ride a roller coaster um, in the evening and be able to take those magical photos with Santa. Leave your Have your children leave Santa's wish list, their wish list for Santa. I leave mine every year. Sometimes it comes true. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I'm hoping that this year I'm not on the naughty list at the park. But uh, <laughs> no, we, uh, we're excited about that. And Santa is there only till December 23rd. So a lot of schools are still in session those first couple days of the week of Christmas, but we're open. We're open every day from, I believe, December 15th or 16th, whatever that Friday is, up until January 4th of next year. So come after school those first few days, come during uh, the holidays. We are closed, though, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We do, you know, while we love having families there, we also love being with our family. And that's really important to us here at the park. So we'll be closed those days. And then again, next year's our 50th anniversary. We're only shut down now in January and February. We open back up in mid-March before you know it. We're actually just talking about the today. You know, we can't believe the season's almost over. Yeah. And then we're going to be saying when the season's over, we can't believe the season's about to start again pretty soon. So we open in March again for our 50th anniversary. And I guarantee you, that if you've been to the park over the past 50 years, you're going to want to come back and visit because we have a whole bunch of new rides and attractions. We have a world-class ride coming in next year in May. And we're also going to, again, honor the past on our 50th official birthday throughout the season, but especially on June 16th of 2017. And uh, a little teaser, if you uh, pay attention next year, something big may be coming in 2018 also. So... (laughs) Pay attention next year. We got to celebrate that 50th anniversary. They're always working on something. (laughs) I know know there's always some cool things going on with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. What's coming up on the calendar, Amy? Well, it's holiday season. So we have a lot of holiday socials. Um, We have our business after hours event on December 1st at Rome Galleria. It's an innovative workspace and co-working space. It's really fun. You have a drink with the chamber. I need to get over and see that. We yeah. had them on the show. I need to go see their space. Yeah, it's great it's space. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, just a creative workspace. You have all different types of meeting rooms too. So that's the perfect opportunity for you to come out. Anything else? Uh, sure. We've got an international commerce workshop on December 6th. And it, the topic is the importance of talent in the global economy. I think a lot of businesses would be interested in that. Um, and then our big shebang is in January on the 28th. It's our annual dinner. And so we celebrate the past year's um, most engaged volunteers and all of our um, milestone moments. And our outgoing chairman, Terry DeWitt of First Landmark Bank, will pass the leadership to our new chairman, Gary Bottoms of the Bottoms Group. I'll have to try to get that one on my calendar as well. Come out and do some interviews from other folks showing up for the dinner. Dust off your tux. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it's at the Cobb Gallery Center. And for any other event that you want to check out, please visit cobchamber.org slash events.
If you are coming back, you've done, not done so already, click the Apple logo in the upper left-hand corner of the show page. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives and subscribe to us that way. Each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device, ready for you to check out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information. We're trying to get the word out here. And clearly you'd be having an impact on a lot of folks if you share some of the cool things that are happening around our community. So we'll say thanks in advance to all the folks who click share. And to our guests, thanks so much for making your way in and joining us here. Very great interviews that you did and shared some awesome information. And uh, I look forward to working with you all more to talk about some of the cool things that you have coming up. It'll be Christmas coming up next time we talk. Yes, it will. Can't believe it. Oh, I can't believe it either, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody travel safe, be safe, and in, enjoy your, your families. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.